Conversations with Dog. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dog. This is Susie Gotti and I am your host. And today I'm very excited to have Andy on the line with me. Hello, Andy. How are you? Hi, Susie. I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. Andy, tell me a little bit. Well, I already know about you, but tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Um, I find it very fascinating what you do. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, I am actually a certified animal chiropractor out in the Denver, Colorado area. So the last 12 years, I always tell people what I what I get to do is play with dogs all day. <laughs> it, it's an awful job. I hate going to work every single day. Um, <laughs> so I actually went to chiropractic school for people, and then there's schools after, there's post-grad programs that teach us human chiropractors how to work on animals. And then I've chosen to work mostly with dogs. You can adjust a horse, you can adjust a cat, I work mostly with dogs and right. have been, like I said, for 12 years. So it's yeah. been lots of fun. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. And I also know that um, you have, uh, I mean, you've been involved with Access Consciousness for a little while too. So do you want to yes. just talk about how that maybe changed? Did that change your practice at all or how did it change your practice? Like, do you want to say anything about I, that? I could talk for hours on that and how much has changed my practice. Um, <laughs> You know, I went through school, like traditional school in this reality, you know, 20 some odd years of school and there was always the right way to do things and you found that right subluxation and you adjust it. And now with access, which I think it's been like three and a half, four years, um, with access, it's almost, it's I, the word that keeps coming up in my practice now is like magic. Hmm. I added in a lot more of the body processes that access has. Um, we do some of the clearings um, with my clients, with the dogs, um, mm -hmm. a lot more animal communications going on versus just this, um, you know, this very, what I, I look back on now as kind of a cold manipulation. It's changed completely. I don't even have the words for it. And, of course, it's it's even more fun now. Yeah. Well, and it's giving me goosebumps, you talking about it. Um just because, you know, perceiving the energy of, of basically allowing the animals to participate. And when you said that thing about cold adjustment or however you've just phrased that, um, mm -hmm. it's just really, it's interesting because what I really got was that, you know, in one on one hand, <clears throat> we always look at like what's wrong and we try to fix it. But if you start to actually ask a question or or be in a different space with an animal, all of a sudden so many more things are possible. So... It's really cool the way you just described it um, to just perceive the energy of like, oh, wow, the animal actually has a say in this. It's not just here, come and have me fix you sort of thing. <laughs> right. And that's and that's where I started. And, you know, and now, you know, moms and dads or owners or whatever you want to call them still have to bring them in. Right. They're still not able to drive the cars to the office. But and they all, I always ask mom, you know, what's what's going on here? I don't ever ask what's wrong. I'm like, what's going on here? 
and then and then you know she rambles on a little bit, and I'll I'll ask a few more questions. But it, it's more of a conversation, like your show, conversation with dog. We're <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> all right, dude. Now now we, it's your body. What 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 would we like to do here? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, from the that those adjustments to what it looks like now. We were even talking about it last night. My, I do have um, some gals that work with me. They're my techs, and she's like, yeah, she stands there and, and waves her hands all over the place, and nobody even asks her what the heck she's doing. <laughs> it looks so different, but nobody ever says anything. It's so much fun. I enjoy yeah. it, and the, and the dogs enjoy it. Oh, that's so cool. Well, and that's the thing I have noticed, too. Like, um, the access consciousness tools are wild and wacky, and they work, and and when people see them working, they don't really question them in a sense of like, what are you doing? And are you doing something wrong? It, it's it's very interesting when people see that it's helping their animals or that it's doing something for them. They really don't stand there and start mm-hmm. to question you anymore. It's a, it's a cool, it's a very cool thing to observe that. So, um, and, you know, I know we want to talk about a specific topic today as well. So, Mm-hmm. What um what's uh, what do you like about this topic of aging, Andy? What's your why do you why did you pick that topic as something you wanted to talk about? What's what sort of tickles you about that? I always tell people if I was independently wealthy, I would stay home and hang out with senior dogs all day. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think the wisdom and and their humor is is. They tickle me, and it's just, you know, like, they come in, you get a look, like, I'm not causing any trouble, don't give me any heart. They just, they just know stuff. (laughs) And and they know so much more stuff than usually the person holding the leash, and it's so cute, and I I enjoy them, but I see a lot. I see a lot of aging dogs in my practice, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of dogs that have arthritis. Because the adjustments to the Access Magic, it all works really well on joints that have been around for a while and are a little more creaky than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, on tight muscles that have been working pretty hard because we have, you know, a bad hip, quote unquote, or or a bad knee, you know, quote unquote. So I see a lot of senior dogs, and they, they like I said, they always make me laugh. But they, I also think that, or I know that owners get to a certain point, like they're 10, now my dog's old. And I swear I can watch this dog get old before my eyes because the owner goes, you're old. Yeah. And and that's that relationship between them that I'm like, well, what if we don't make them old yet? Yeah. <laughs> what if this dog doesn't think they're old yet? Yeah. What if, you know, what if they have all these problems and all these chronological order because that's what, they, the owners expect of them because they're this certain age. Yeah. Wow, that is so true. You know, um, it's very interesting because when you when I hear you talk about this um, with my own cat, I I never bought into the idea that she was getting older. It was it's very interesting because in my mind she was really not getting old, and she lived to be over twenty years old, and only in the last I want to say maybe two years. Did she really move like an old animal? Like before that, she mm-hmm. didn't. And so I really sometimes wonder how much our projections are actually changing their bodies um, where they really start to, like you say, you know, start acting old or start looking old just because we keep projecting that on them. So 
So what kind of tools um, can we use here to actually help owners to not buy into that? And, and you know, this, this show really is also more about, like, what is the contribution that an old animal still can be to us? So maybe, like, even running a clearing, let's run a clearing on um, on all the stuff that, that people are basically um, deciding that happens when their animals get old rather than actually maybe seeing what else is possible. So all of you owners, everything you have decided about how and what is going to happen when your animal is going to get older, everywhere you're projecting that onto your animal, everywhere you're buying anyone's point of view about that, well, you know, please just turn and create all that and return it all to sender. Yeah. Thank you. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Wow, there's apparently a lot of energy on that. And if you um, are listening in for the very first time and you're wondering what I was just doing, um, please go to accessconsciousness.com. It's A-C-C-E-S-S consciousness.com and poke around there. And also the, the this little clearing statement I just used, you can find more information on that on theclearingstatement.com. So, Andy, um, yeah, t- talk a little bit more about that because I think we just opened a whole a whole slew of possibilities here to talk about. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Uh, yes, and, and all. Yes, there's certain ages and certain sizes of dogs, and there's in this reality we have what you decide. We've decided that a yellow lab at ten is old, mm-hmm. generally. And they're considered seniors. They need to see the vet more often. They have to change their food. It's it's all been decided. You know, maybe that yellow lab's like, I'm not old till I'm 11 and a half. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But they're they are so entwined into our lives that they're like, okay, if you want us to be want me to be old, I can be old. Mm-hmm. I can do that <laughs> for you. And yeah. I see it all the time. I can do that for you. And and it kind of even goes across the boundary to even maybe ill animals, that if the owners are extra more concerned about the illness or the, the injury or whatever, the animals are like, I can be I can be that ill for you. Don't you worry. And it will actually take them longer to get better. And so it, it is a lot of those decisions and projections that we put on them that they, they will almost live up to for us. Yeah. Well, so what a person can do, if you are in a situation right now that where you have a senior dog, so what tool can you use? Yeah, one of them is really every day you can clear all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that have been put on this animal. And this doesn't even have to come from you. This can be coming from people around you, from other family members. It doesn't even matter. And there is not a judgment on all of that. It's just if you clear that every day, um, you can really make a huge difference. So what you say is really that. So um, you would just uh, basically say to your dog, okay, all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections put on you today Let's now destroy and uncreate them all and return them all to sender. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's really that simple. So what if you would be willing to do that on a daily basis, even if your dog is not yet old? Um, mm-hmm. This can help also in, in the process, even as a daily routine. But, yeah, so what if you started to use that tool and would that actually really change something? And what... Um, you know, what could your animal show up as being if you use that tool? So I would encourage you to play with that. So, yeah, thank you, Andy, because 
that is really a huge part of the whole deal. I can I can perceive that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I also sometimes maybe the clients aren't that far maybe into access or whatever, I'll just ask them just to uncreate and destroy your relationship with your animal every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a little easier, a little less wordy, and, and it might get done a little bit more, you know, yeah. for people. Mm. So, yeah, another little little tip there. And then this is actually something I I wanted to talk with Susie about, you know, because I see parts of it, but I don't see all of it, is then there's the flip side of the projection on senior animals that they're going to live forever. They're going to live till 25. And these are dogs. And then generally they don't live that long. Mm-hmm. And, and the energy of that pressure is, is huge on them. Mm-hmm. And I think they struggle with the expectations of their owners um, when that's put on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what 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 do you do with that, Susie? Because I, I have a, a couple of little things that I do, but I have not, like, hit that nail on the head with it. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that I always, um, what I always encourage people to do is, uh, what, what, would they be willing to actually really, on a daily basis, see how their relationship with their animal is changing and really be willing to perceive that as a new possibility rather than a detriment um, I see so many people seeing aging as a detriment. You know, the relationship with their animals changing because the things that they used to do together are no longer really working. So, you know, um, you know, if you really enjoy your very long walks and now your dog really can't do that anymore, a lot of people have a lot of trouble with that. It's like um, they feel they like a, uh, guilty or... You know, they have a lot like, of trouble with that. Yeah. It's and almost so, you know, heartbreaking to the owner. Right. And so, you know, what do you do with that? And this is something really where I think a lot of it um, has to be something where people are willing to really look at the contribution that they still are to the animal and the contribution that the animal is still to them. But it may look differently now. So what can they do differently to actually go along with the changes with ease without really putting themselves out, you know, because I see so many people that stop doing what they love doing when the animals Mm -hmm. get older. And so that, again, like you were saying earlier, Andy, like it puts so much pressure on the animal when they are all of a sudden perceiving that their person is no longer really doing what they enjoy doing. It's not fun for the animals because they can perceive that and they don't know why this person is no longer being happy, you know, so... Um, it becomes this very bizarre relationship. So what if, as a person, you would be willing to, yeah, be respectful of the changes that your animal has, not try pushing them into activities that they no longer are capable of, but at the same time, what can you do yourself to still be happy and, and have a good time and do activities that you enjoy doing? What other possibilities are there? So, Because yeah, a lot of people do end up stopped do stop walking like we used to walk two miles a day and now we can't so i don't do it either and i've you know the owner's like i've put on 10 pounds and i'm like and so it is a little bit of okay is there another dog you can walk is it time you know do you want another dog you know and so try trying to like instead of this closed look on i can't walk anymore and and the dog going 
oh, it's all, you know, taking on that pressure or maybe even some of that guilt of we can't do that anymore from the owner. It's like, okay, what else can we look at here? What else could you do? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. What else could you do? And I really, like like you said, that there's so many different options. And a lot of people say, oh, I can't bring a, young, a younger dog in mm-hmm. now. This is not fair to my older dog. Well, what if you could ask your dog a question and actually ask if that would be okay? And for some, it may not be okay. You might be correct. Some dogs might say, no, I don't want a younger dog right now. And others might say, oh, that could be fun. And, Mm -hmm. you know. Some don't want a puppy, but maybe they'll do a two-year-old. You know, you you actually (laughs) have to ask the dog these questions. They they will actually tell us. It's so much fun. But, yeah, Yeah. maybe maybe they don't want to deal with an eight-week-old puppy, but they'd be happy to have a two-year-old around the house. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe that would be fun for them, even if they are 12. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that's the thing where I think a lot of people immediately, like, put up, um, you know, a block to that and say, like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. This is not fair. And and sometimes even when the younger dog is there, people still think, oh, we have to walk Mm -hmm. both dogs together. But is that actually true or is it actually really, uh, could it be fun for the younger dog to go out with you on these long walks and then you take your senior dog on a special little walk or take them both again, but, you know, on a, mm-hmm. on a shorter walk or whatever. Like um, I see people so often being so worried about what their senior dog is going to, how they are perceiving those kinds of changes rather than really looking at if something makes you really happy most of the time your animals are actually going to be happy with you as well (laughs) yes 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 yeah and 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 it's a lot of times you just have to start asking the questions the owners well you know is it possible just to do one walk with the senior dog sometimes it doesn't even i don't know if you want to use the word dawn on them that oh we can change the routine here (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can. And and you can ask your your senior dog. Sometimes I end up seeing the senior dog more often after the new dog arrives or the puppy arrives because they're playing more. They're actually being yeah. more active. They're more involved in everything because well, the puppy or the young dog won't let them not be. And the and then the owners are like, "Oh my gosh." I'm like, "Let's ask the dog. Are they upset about this?" Generally yeah. not. Generally, they're having a pretty good time too, and it's, it's, it's kind of yeah, and it's worth the maybe the little extra aches and pains they've got going on. But they're, they're kind of happy because, like yeah. you said, probably because mom and dad are happy. Exactly, <laughs> and and that new life is in the household. Exactly. <laughs> I I have a twelve and a half year old standard poodle, so he's an eighty pound poodle. He's a big guy. He's senior in this reality. Uh, he can't hear a thing. His hearing is so gone, and he doesn't care. I I I joke like tongue in cheek, like he's been waiting this long to lose his hearing, so he would could so he would stop listening to me babble on at him, right? <laughs> and it makes everyone laugh, like, "Oh, that might be a little true." Hmm. But we got these two little kittens in the household. This dog came alive with these little kittens, and mm-hmm. he's been playing with them and following them around. So maybe it's not even another little dog, you know, another dog. Maybe it's a, another critter in the house. Yeah. You know, and so it's just a bunch of things to look at instead of focusing on the 12 and a halfness, on the now i got to help his butt up a little bit on the hardwood floor. It's not a big yeah. deal. 
Yeah. You know, just help them out. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, what you were saying earlier is, um, you know, when people are wanting the animal to live forever, it's because people aren't really happy about them dying, you know. And there is that thing of... um, which really is so hard for most people is is to really uh, go down that road and sort of look at that you know that day when when is that day going to be there and so many people focus on that not just because um that's what they do but really more out of that dreadfulness of of that particular day when that animal is no longer going to be there and so you know a lot of those things that are coming on earlier I feel like are sort of in preparation on some level for that that one day you know and and basically also the the loss that they're experiencing afterwards and so you know um do you have any tips and tricks for people that have that going on like how can how can we sort of not go into that as people how can we enjoy those, you know, senior years without constantly, quote-unquote, preparing for our animal's death? That's a very good question. Um, (laughs) um, And I I don't know if you want to go into this too much on this show, but I find, I personally find a lot of comfort in the exit stage left process with access. Mm -hmm. And, And those owners that ask me a question... I, um, because I see so many dogs and I am in a practice and it is a business, I've learned that if they're not asking a question, I generally don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It, it just It's just easier for everybody involved. And, and those owners that are looking at that day a little more closely, maybe their animals a little closer than others, some bring it up when they're 10 and, and are preparing for it or want a little clarity around it. But the exit stage left process um, with access, and I think you you recently did a show on that, so they can go back and look in your archives, right, Susie? Yeah, exactly. And I've done actually quite a few shows on death and dying um, as well. And so, yes, if you would like to know a little bit more about this hands-on process called Exit Stage Left, and it's also a verbal process, um, please go to the archive radio shows, which are on my website, susiegazi.com. And there is um, a page that says archive radio shows. And yes, in there you will find um, the the exit stage left process, but also, you know, other shows on death and dying that you can listen to. <clears throat> and so, yes, thank you, Andy, for that. And and what else do you tell people? Or what else? Right, but but how I use that without <laughs> actually doing the process is with 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 owners. I go, have you to them about that day? Mm-hmm. And then they usually get teary-eyed on me and, oh, my goodness. I go, no, what if you actually sat down, picked maybe your quiet spot, had a seat, and talked about how you're going to be okay when they leave, how they're going to get a new body, how maybe they could come back and find you, but have a conversation about your time together. And, and lack of venom, cry it out then. And the the entire process up to that point tends to be so much easier for people mm-hmm. instead of waiting till the moment when they have to decide something to try and get through all those emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I've done this with my poodle. He actually had to have three dental surgeries in a matter of six weeks when he was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So right before he was put under every time, I'm like, dude, I'm good. 
you're good. If you choose to go, this would be a great time. That's fine. And, and, and have those conversations before you have to decide something. Because most people are wishing and praying and hoping that the animal will just decide to pass away in their sleep. And that would be awesome if they would. Generally, they don't. Generally, they require your contribution to pass. Mm-hmm. Generally, how well, it goes. Yeah, and actually, I I have found that they are quite willing to go in there at night um, without us necessarily contributing to them. But um, what I really get is that it is easier when those conversations have been uh, yeah. done beforehand, like you say, and and having that moment together is really quite amazing. And so, um, amazing for you, amazing for the animal. And it will create much more space and ease for everyone involved. And, um, yeah, so that that is a great tool for people to have that conversation, even if maybe their animal is years away from passing. Yeah. But if it's if it's something that is sort of underlying everything for you right now, well, listening to this and you feel like, wow, you know, yes, I've been thinking about that. This has been sort of hanging over our heads. Have that conversation. Sit down with your animal and, and have that conversation with them. And I even say like, hey, just sort of even do a little recap on the fun times you've had together mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like really have that moment with your animal of acknowledging everything that you have been contributing to them and everything they've been contributing to you and really opening the door to a different possibility rather than it being sort of the elephant in the room. Um, and then just being willing to, to have more ease in the process just by just by being verbal about it, just by being present with it. And, yeah, it can make a huge difference. So, yeah, thank you for that. And, so, and a real <laughs> practical, I don't know practical, but practical tool that here in, in Denver we actually have a lot of veterinarians that they only do euthanasias at home. Mm-hmm. And so when we're getting a little closer, like maybe months, I'm like, call ahead. I go, this is not an easy phone call, but call ahead. See how they work. Let them know who you are. And get that in place too. Right. And 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 again, it creates all this space that they end up needing them a lot longer down the road. It's really cute how that works, right? No one wants to have the conversation. No one wants to make the phone call. But as soon as you do it, it creates so much more space. And, and like you said, that elephant in the room is lightened up so much that your animal and you are like, huh, okay, we got more time together. Let's go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 nobody wants to do it, but as soon as you do it, it's like all this space is created. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But there's some practice, you know, you can, you, you can lay the groundwork on even like, you know, you know, okay, I have my vet set up, I have this. And no, those are not easy phone calls. They're not. But the space that's created afterwards and everything having it all lined up, you know, like the commercials say, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, and then you can, yeah, and you can focus on being with your animal at that time. Yeah. yeah. So let's see, what else about senior guys? Yeah, um, you know, people treat these, treat our animals, they're our kids, right? I mean, that's generally <laughs> how, how they're treated in this reality. They're my kids. And and they have a, a lot harder time seeing them age and seeing them in pain. And I think even the dogs really mind. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, they come in and, yeah, they're ouchy. But most of the energy around that is, yeah, 
So I, I played with that Labrador in the park when I was three, you know. I knew this was going to happen, you know. <laughs> and, and their fun times when they're younger is so worth it where they're at that sometimes trying to get owners out of the, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Oh, oh, you know, we, we played too hard then. Oh, you know, they're they're painful now. Yeah, but do they really, really have a point of view about it? Mm-hmm. Generally not. Some do, you know, and 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 that's what people always try to like generalize everything. Like, do they always? No. Every animal, you ask every animal individually what's going on for them. Just like people, you ask every person individually what's going on for them, and and sometimes it does really, really bother an animal that their body's not working like it used to. Yeah. It really, really bothers them. And some it doesn't really, like, some dogs come in, their back end's barely working, and they're like, hey, I'll just wait here. Somebody will pick me up, and we'll we'll go all about my day, no big deal. And, and, <laughs> right? You, you met those, you know, the back end's, like, not really working. And that's a very common, I tell, you know, I tell owners, and no matter the breed, um, if they live long enough, their back end does not communicate very well with the front end at some point. Mm-hmm. It's just. Those nerves are really long, and the information has lots of bumps in the highway to get into that rear. And they lose muscle mass, and they lose that communication. And and some are perfectly okay with the fact that their butt doesn't work anymore. Some are mm-hmm. royally irked by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to take into account your animal. Uh, you know, because sometimes when mobility becomes an issue, then we just, you know, we start discussing um you know, is it time to put them down because of mobility, you know, versus any other health issue? And that mm-hmm. becomes more of a factor with the bigger dogs. And then sometimes mobility is an issue, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also yeah. I think part of this is also, you know, oftentimes people get really frustrated with the whole process <clears throat> just because also they um, they see their own lives being very much restricted by it and then they feel guilty for having thoughts like, Oh God! I wish my dog would die now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and but that's also normal because you know, in a way, it's like it is a very a, a huge uh, imposition on your life when it becomes to that place where your dog requires a lot of extra assistance. And again, you know, so often um, we go into the guilt of it all. But mm-hmm. what really, if we were willing to ask ourselves and our animals some questions and would be willing to actually, you know, have a different perspective on all of it rather than going into conclusion. And I think that's really what, um, for me, the biggest tool with this today would really be what if you would be willing to start having a conversation with your animal and not listen to anybody else's point of view, not listen to anyone else's story about their senior or aging dog, but really look at who is here with you. What do you know about your animal? What is it that you have been really knowing all along about your animal? And um, what actually works for both of you in this whole process of aging? Um, and not really listen to anyone else about it. And and if you would like to have some assistance with all of this, by all means, um, please contact Somebody else, you know, uh, it's always good to have feedback from somebody who is actually on your team, not necessarily somebody who wants to make you feel bad about the situation, but somebody who's actually willing to support you and that sort of thing. So, Andy, 
for that, where can people find you, for example, if they want to find you and, and have a conversation about that or if maybe if they want to come and get their dogs adjusted or whatever it is, where, where do they find you? Um, I, my website is www.harpersridge.com, so H-A-R-P-E-R-S as in Sam, R-I-D-G-E.com, and then it's Dr. Andy, D-R-A-N-D-I at harpersridge.com is my email. You can call at 303-518-3688. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, Andy has been you're doing this for a while, and so also, you know, if you ever would like to contact me or, you know, or listen to the other radio shows, you know where to find them. And, um, you know, on, on my website, com, you find a lot of archived radio shows about a lot of different topics, and um, aging is one of them as well. But again, uh, please, the biggest thing here is would you be willing to actually really trust you and trust your animal and really start asking questions around that situation, that individual situation, not try to compare it to how it was with your previous animal or your neighbor's animals or your friend's animals because every situation is different and every situation, every animal um, really uh, is in a sense, asking for you to be present with them in their situation in every step of the way. And what if we could really be willing to do that? And um, so, yeah, anything that doesn't allow you to be that, would you be willing to just start on Create a Doll and let it all go? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Andy, it feels like this was way too short, so... um, but we are at the end of the program, so I really, Darn really, really want to thank you for being here today. And um, we will do another one at another time and uh, dive some more into some of these topics because it, it it really sounds like we could have been talking on for hours here, like yes. you said. <laughs> We'd love to come back. Awesome. Well, let's do that. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Um, Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here today, and we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Susie. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Conversations with Dog. Mm-hmm.